everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with today's Devo writer, Brooke Alger. Hi. Brooke, I am so glad you're here today. Would you share with us just a little bit about how you came to know the Lord and then fast forward what's going on in your life today? Sure. So I grew up in a homeschool Christian sports-driven family. We, of course, had our dysfunction, but overall it was a very loving home. We love the Lord. So that being said, I was saturated in a heavy Christian culture. I was kind of embarrassed to ask all of the the big God questions inside of my head. And so that struck a lot of fear in me that other people would find out that I was—I didn't actually believe what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I didn't— um, and then I would be stripped of all of my leadership positions and in my youth group and on my basketball right. teams and all the things. And so my big questions, for example, were like, if I were born in a Muslim country, would I believe in the same God that I believe in the Bible Belt? Like, am I just a product of my environment? Mm-hmm. Does prayer actually work? Why did God create Satan? But all of these were just cooking up in my head, and I didn't have an outlet. And so that kind of left me detached from my reality. And so— like a prisoner in my own thoughts, Mm. to say in almost a dramatic way. But so then that led me to my freshman year at DBU, Go Pats, when (laughs) um, a friend, um, MK Arps, then Nick Junkin at the time, started a little discipleship group with some of the training ground volunteers. And she started off with she wanted to write belief statements and because she was just coming off of the year of the Institute. And so she wanted to you know, dispatch, which all she had learned. And the first belief statement was about the Bible's validity. Mm. And so in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, this could actually be really good. This could help me answer these questions kind of like an incognito way. Sure. Almost like under the guise of like, yeah, I'm equipping in apologetics. But really, I was like answering my own questions that were in my heart. And so walking through that, I learned that um, you can't disprove God. You can't Mm. disprove the Bible. I walked into it pretty cynically, and then walked out just like really trusting in following the Lord wholeheartedly. And so fast forward, that was my freshman year at DBU. Since then, I met my husband at DBU, Jacob Alger. He is on the community team. Shout he out. is. And then we have two kiddos, so a two and a three-year-old, Truett and Emmy. And they will probably be listening to this in the car, and they're going to love it. So hi, guys. Hey, <laughs> shout out. So was that time serving in, in Training Ground, which is midweek kids ministry, was that when you'd say the the Christian beliefs really clicked for you? Or do you think that's it had clicked earlier, but that's when these big questions became answered? Yeah, that's a good question. So I would say I knew it all. It mm-hmm. was kind of like the longest distance between your head and your heart. It's mm-hmm. like I knew all of the things. I was like trained in my home, outside of my home. Like I knew all of the things, but I didn't believe it because I had—it was almost like those questions were— a wall, like hindering me from going all in. And so I would say, I actually, I think, did the discipleship group right before I started in training ground because I wasn't sure if I wanted to join a church that I just like, I had a moral dilemma Mm. that I was like, I want to be all in. And these doubts were holding you back. Yes. And the doubts were holding me back. So then I had a friend who knew MK and invited me and then jumped into training ground afterwards. Which is sweet because now you serve in watermark preschool yes which is the best i get to rock babies that are not my own (laughs) (laughs) yes and they're always looking for more volunteers so if you are in dallas you're at watermark i know they would love to have you we'll put that link 
in the episode description. And since today is a Friday, that means that a new episode of Join the Journey Junior is coming out. So Bible Stories for Kids, ages 8 and under. It'll be great for the little ones. But this is the adult podcast, and today we are in 1 Samuel 13. So, Brooke, I'm going to have you just set up the chapter for us. What's happening here? So this is kind of Saul's first act as king after coming off of 1 Samuel 12, which is like a rededication to the Lord and Samuel really just getting everyone on the right track. And so then Saul builds his army, and then Jonathan leads a like battle victory over the Philistines. And then the rest of the chapter is like the Philistines respond to the Israelites and then what Saul, how Saul leads the Israelites in general. Um, Which is kind of poor. Very poor. <laughs> and so I, we have lots of takeaways from yes. Saul. And honestly, like we see Saul in all of us. So, yeah. I mean, it was very sobering to read this chapter um, and see that. So we see that Saul needs to inquire of the Lord because that's what the Lord has asked before mm-hmm. any battle. And so he's waiting for Samuel, which Samuel says he will take seven days. But he's late, which one of, honestly, one of my favorite quotes from— I don't know if this is—I'm going to butcher this quote, but it's from Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And it's John Mark Comer saying that, like, we are always our worst selves whenever we're late or in mm. a hurry. And this is perfect evidence of that. Yeah, I think that's true. Because Saul was stressed. Mm. Um, and so he did it himself. He took matters into his own hands and he took control. So then this shows that Saul's heart posture is more looking at God in convenience mm. rather than as the sovereign ruler of the universe mm-hmm. and that he can part the Red Sea. Yeah, Anything that we've read up until this point. Saul's like, I just got to do this task to check it off the list. We got to get it done and over over with and move on. Because I'm like, if we're going to win, this is what we got to do. Right. right. And so, win. (laughs) And so then Samuel comes, and one of my favorite verses in this whole chapter is 1 Samuel 13, 10. And it says, as soon as he finished offering the burnt offerings, behold, Samuel came and Saul went out to meet him and greet him. And it's like literally if he would have just waited a couple of hours. Yeah. I mean, like that's all it was. And, right. and obviously Saul lost patience. And so I think a takeaway from that is like it is in uncertain, confusing, and stressful times that God really puts our faith to the mm. test. And Saul did not succeed. So, so talk to me about that. How has that principle played out for you personally? Yes. Yeah, so in the Devo, I think is a perfect example of how whenever I was feeling out of control in my life where— my beliefs weren't lining up with what I was experiencing or whatever it looked like. Mm-hmm. I would take control, and the main avenue I would do that is with my image. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to look like this good, you know, Christian girl yeah. who was doesn't have doubts, doesn't, doesn't have, have doubts, questions. confident, good at sports, great family, all the things. And then in order to manage that, I would take control because that wasn't reality. Mm-hmm. You know, like we had our dysfunction. You know, like. I wasn't the smartest in the class, the best on the team, whatever. I would begin to almost like cope um, by being dishonest. Mm. And so I would embellish stories to make like my family look better. Or I would honestly just straight out be dishonest in order to manage information Mm. or hide my own sin or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I saw myself a lot in this chapter in Saul. Like he was just responding out of fear of man, what others thought of him and as him as king, taking on a lot of responsibility for, like, the failure of his nation. And in the same way, I would take responsibility for the way that people saw me and my family and would choose to guard myself and um, make myself look better than what I would say I really am Mm -hmm. or what was reality. What was reality, sure. Then— 
than just being honest and like sitting before the Lord and like genuinely asking for help. I white knuckled everything that I could. I appreciate that honest example, Brooke. I think we will read First Samuel and when we get to David's victories, we'll really want to identify with David. I want to be like David. I want to be like David. Defeat Goliath, whatever. But if we're really honest with ourselves, we are much more like Saul than we are David. Totally. <laughs> and you know, Saul rushed into the the sacrifice. Similarly, my story, growing up in school, I would cheat because I felt like I good Christians don't get in trouble and you get in trouble if you make bad grades. And so I would lie and cheat as well to try to control and protect what people thought about me and and succeed. And that's that's what Saul is doing here. It looks different, but he's jumping ahead, taking matters into his own hands, and that same sin it's in all of us. Just not trusting the Lord for like who he is. Yes. Yeah. And so, and that's where I think just like a huge takeaway for me is like, we have to choose to obey and trust the Lord, not because of who we are or who we want him to be, but because of just who he is mm-hmm. flat out. And he's the God of the universe. Right. It's such a good reminder. I think the challenge as we close for, for everybody listening is, is to spend some time reflecting on who is God and who does he say I am? And when that uh, perspective gets distorted, wh- what's my ditch? Like, like, what do I turn to to try to take control when I lose sight of who God is and who I am? So, Brooke, thank you for being here. Of course. And as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe, because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.